have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Actually, it's a good lunchtime, Matt. We are recording this on Monday at lunchtime um, because I had off for Martin Luther King Day, and you said that you were a little a little slow on Martin Luther King Day. We decided to go ahead and do this uh, at our convenience, at our leisure, and allow us to be able to enjoy the full, long weekend, uh, definitely for me, and then somewhat for you. Yeah, Derek, obviously our opening quote-unquote music for the show today on the, uh, on well, it's usually our Tuesday show, but recording on Martin Luther King Day uh, was his famous speech there at the in Washington, D.C. Just a, a really, really good speech, Derek. You know, I mean, it just was just a wonderful uh, oh, speech. Oh, iconic. Sure. Yeah, iconic. iconic. I mean, I, absolutely. It's one of the top three to five speeches in American history, for sure. It was, definitely was. And then you're going to be going down to the MLK game at the FedEx Forum. The uh, Memphis Grizzlies will be playing the Chicago Bulls here shortly. So uh, by the time you listen to this episode or listen to the show, you'll know the results. But um, Grizzlies are pretty darn good, and the Bulls actually aren't bad either so uh this particular year no michael jordan but pretty darn good uh this year leading the east so it uh, should be a really really good game and um yeah we thought we'd get in here and do it uh you know at our convenience because you are off on mlk day and so uh we appreciate you uh sitting down with us on this tuesday you know joining us on the utw podcast so we're going to talk about our words from the weekend, discuss a few different things. Uh, I, we, I have some updates from my weekend since our last show for sure, and that'll be part of the words from the weekend. But Derek, somebody who does not take really any time off, no time off, no guy's time never off. closed, he's always available, ready for his clients. I joke and I speak, of course, about Mr. Brian Couch with Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, our 2022 presenting sponsor. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They possess thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. There's no better residential real estate team in DeSoto County than Brian and Terry and their team at Team Couch. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. They simply need your address. Give them your address. They can tell you all about what's going on in your street, your neighborhood, your zip code, your region, anything. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that are best suited to serve their clients. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. Or you can certainly learn more information at teamcouch.com and do a full home search throughout the Mid-South. If you're looking for a home, go to teamcouch.com. You'll have access to every home listed in the entire Mid-South. Thank you to Brian and Terry for being our 2022 presenting sponsor, of course, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Well, Derek, as we sit here on a Monday afternoon, beautiful sunshine outside, a little cold, but beautiful sunshine, but spring is right around the corner. If you're looking to take your outdoor area, outdoor cooking to the next level this spring, 
Now's the perfect time to locate and visit our 2022 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. How to Barbecue Right Shop, located at 496 Whitfield Drive. This store has everything a person needs for crawfish, barbecue, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the coolest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. If you've ever seen this How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. Find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm's Shop. Give him a call locally, 912-9947. That's 912-9947. Visit his website, howtobbqright.com. But again, the best thing to do is to visit our 2022 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop, right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. Well, Derek, it's our Tuesday show, so let me go ahead and uh, we always start that. Over the last probably about 90 days, three, four months, we've started with our words from the weekend. Just going to tell a little brief thing about me i talked all about last week taking the kids down ask for prayers on friday talked about uh traveling down to pulaski mississippi um i'll give you a bit of a story on that that's going to be my word from the weekend well, for go sure ahead and go. Yeah, go ahead and go. you mean to go okay yeah, go i'll go ahead, go ahead and go my word from the weekend is disappointment set the scene for you the klein tours bus shows up at our church about 2 15 ready to go take about 65 kids down to pulaski mississippi down to a church camp a number of our listeners uh have been um to this church camp called Breakthrough. That's uh, a big Methodist church thing that has been going on now for 30, 35 years. Our kids got there. There were some protocols that Timber Creek, um, we simply could not jump that hurdle. Uh, we had some exposures this past Wednesday, but just to sit there, my word is disappointment because as a small group leader, I have seen some kids' uh, lives changed for sure, for definite, uh, there down in Pulaski, Mississippi. And I was very, very disappointed uh, when we weren't able to go. Uh, I do understand. I'm not going to sit here and get on a soapbox about protocols and masking and vaccines. I'm not going to sit here and do that. I can say that I've I've, I've personally seen the spirit move uh, in Pulaski uh, during that four-day weekend. And uh, I am really, really sad that we were not able to take – this is our second year in a row that we were not able to take the HMC Youth Group to Pulaski, Mississippi for breakthrough. And, um, you know, Derek, it, um, we could sit here and talk about kids and mm-hmm. getting sick and all those different things. But uh, there are some kids in our group and there are some kids here in Hernando. I'm only going to speak of our group. There are some kids that definitely needed this weekend and it didn't happen. So disappointment is going to be my word from the weekend. Yeah, it's a very sad thing. Uh, my son was set to go and he was very disappointed also that he didn't get to go. It's his last year he'd be able to go as a senior. Uh, so he didn't miss his junior and his senior years. He really enjoyed it as a freshman and as a sophomore. Uh, and so just uh, very sad that it could not happen. But, you know, to taking precautions and, of course, the, the camp itself were taking precautions. And I think that uh, sounded like from talking to a couple of people, we weren't the only group that had to pull out uh, from the from the breakthrough. There were a couple, a couple other uh, churches from around the state that also had to back out at the last minute. So. Uh, just, you know, unfortunate time that we live in right now and that the kids have to miss this opportunity. And as you said, for some lives to be changed. So we just continue to pray for those kids, pray for them, you know, throughout the rest of this semester. And then uh, hopefully just pray that next year everything will be good to go. Let me, before we move on to your word, Derek, look, uh, I'm going to lecture for a second. If you're not involved in youth ministry, please consider serving in youth ministry, 7th, 8th, ninth through 12th grade boys and girls. Uh, they need us. They need people to be around them that are challenging them, people around them that are encouraging them to do the right thing. Uh, I know, speaking from Hernando, I've got a senior and a freshman, and you know these kids are um, – well, Derek, I'll just say this. I, I went and saw the uh, movie, the, the reboot of Scream. Uh, last night oh yeah went and saw that and everything um let me just say this and i and i said this to my son i said hey if 
there are parties going on for your high school like the one in that movie. <laughs> I need you to leave. I need you to leave immediately. Please don't be doing that. Um, but, man, what these kids are seeing every day, what they're thrust into, you know, just different challenges that we maybe didn't have. So if, you're, if you've ever thought about serving in youth ministry, please consider contacting your youth pastor, contacting your pastor. If you don't have something like that set up at your church, you know what? Be the difference that sets it up and starts to work through that program with your 7th through 12th graders. These kids definitely need our help. Again, disappointed we couldn't go to Pulaski, Mississippi, but uh, as one of our gentlemen, our small group leader, uh, made sure to remember uh, the spirit is not just in Pulaski, Mississippi. So uh, I love the Hernando uh, United Methodist Church Youth Group, and uh, we'll regroup and and get after it next year. Well, Derek, yours is a little bit different, I think, uh, actually because maybe we weren't able to go to Pulaski, Mississippi. That may uh, lead into your word a little bit. Go, what you got? Uh, my word for the weekend is hibernation. Basically because of the long weekend, uh, obviously we had snow coming in, rain pretty much all day after lunchtime on Saturday, leading into the slight snow event. A little bit, little, bit little bit of an overreact? A little, little overreact. We, we called for two to four inches. <laughs> we got a quarter of an inch maybe, uh, maybe half an inch on the, I guess, roofs and stuff like that. But uh, it was beautiful. Uh, good to watch. And, and I think, you know, our church did not shut down. They did post they did uh, cancel the early service just to make sure the roads were slushy for the first couple hours, I would say. But um, but you know, because of all that, just kind of hibernated at the house. Uh, did a lot of uh, cleaning out. Uh, was able to, um, you know, went ahead and went to the store before everybody else did uh, on Friday evening just to uh, stay away from everybody going there on Saturday freaking out. And uh, just really watched a lot of football. Um, was able to do some just, I like to cook, so did some cooking around the house. And just really uh, had an enjoyable weekend, restful weekend. I read a lot. Don't get those weekends very often uh, my daughter was sick and so uh, she had a game on Saturday that we did not have to go to again allowed us to stay at the home and then of course Bo did not was not able to go to the uh, to the youth retreat so he was home too so just some good family time uh, watching games with him and sitting around and again cooking and uh, just not really cleaning house just kind of I got rid of some clothes and stuff like that so uh, just a good uh, weekend uh, around the house I really I don't do that often near often enough I don't think anybody really does so being able to take that and then being able to do fun stuff today like tape this show got some stuff done this morning and also then heading to the game this afternoon so still having some experiences over the long weekend but it being able to hibernate with that snow that came in and just kind of stick around the house was nice did you go to Walmart? Did you notice how deep cleaned it was? Was it oh, really, I really clean? No, I went to Kroger. Oh, you went to Kroger. Didn't go to Walmart. You didn't notice just how deep cleaned it was for that 36 hours of closure. I, so needed. The, the last know? time I went to Walmart, what I noticed was that the lights dim like every 30 seconds. Okay. Like you'll walk and it's bright and then all of a sudden it'll go kind of dark. Okay. And then it'll be that way for a couple of minutes and then it'll kind of brighten. So I don't know if they're having power surges or they're doing that to reduce their electricity, electrical bill. I'm not sure, but there, if you ever go in there, maybe hope some of the listeners know what I'm talking about. There is browning of the, the light. It gets darker in there as you're walking around. And it's, you know, first I was like, okay, there's have a couple glitches, but no, it was the entire time. I, it's noticeable. Um, so I'm not sure what's going on with that. Yeah. I do joke around about that. Uh, go listen to our, our show from two Mondays ago when we came back uh, from the holidays, we mentioned the closure of Walmart for about 36 hours. And uh, Derek, it would have been perfect time for them to deep clean because these shelves happen to be empty. Oh yeah. So. No, definitely. <laughs> There was a, lot, a lot of stuff yeah, we, this weekend. But again, like I told my mom, I was like, hey, which, if you're going to close a store, you can say the word clean and COVID and no one question you. No. Nobody no. says a word. Not no. has nothing to do maybe with supply chain or <laughs> logistics, but uh, we digress. But uh, Walmart back open. Always again, Walmart uh, open to a uh, sponsorship under the water tower info at gmail.com. Let's turn our attention to our second Alder meeting of the uh, year 2022. Tell us about the Alder meeting, which will be happening. Again, we're recording this on Monday, MLK Day. You'll hear this show on Tuesday morning, but the Alder meeting will be tomorrow night. What you got as far as a preview goes? So on Tuesday night, now this is the second meeting, as you mentioned, which means that 
that is the planning meeting. This is when some of the, anything that went to the planning commission will come before the Board of Aldermen uh, to kind of discuss if it had to be referred. And so we have two things set for the Tuesday night meeting. Uh, the first is going to be the request for the final plot approval for lot seven of phase four of the Lee's Summit PUD. Now this is one lot. It's one commercial uh, lot for 1.67 acres. Uh, this is located on Monteith Avenue. So this is going to be uh, Colonial Hills Church right there. Some, I'm assuming some of that vacant land besides Colonial Hill Church. Past it or before you get there? I didn't, I'm not sure because it doesn't have a plot here. I'll be watching uh, tomorrow night to see. But uh, this is uh, obviously it's owned by Mark Anglin, who owns all that. And Century Car Wash Express. Okay, here we go. Is what I've been looking to go there. So Century Car Wash, uh, maybe either going right before, right after Colonial Hills. I'm assuming uh, on the um, it's East Commerce Street and north. Oh, actually, it's so north of Monteith Avenue. So it's going to be north on the north side. Very, so, very nice car washes. They've started to really grow in the Mid-South. Very, very nice. So if you're looking for that, uh, coming tonight, we'll see that gets approved. I mean, tomorrow night, excuse me, so if that gets approved. Uh, next, the other thing that's up is the request for final plat approval for a Compel Church Hernando campus. Uh, we all know what this is on McInvale Road. We know that they're not going to allow us to get the Arbor Day Award this year. <laughs> uh, this is one lot at 31.83 acres on one lot. Uh, of course, we all know this is just north of Dealwork Lane on the west side of McInvale uh, before you get to Cedar Grove Parkway. Right there by the Hernando High School. Yeah, if you're just listening, yeah. right there by the Hernando High School to your left. If you're going north on McInvale to your left, you pass the high school to your left 100 yards later, you'll see the wide open, very cleared out area uh, right there. That's where the new Compelled Church will be. Yeah. So Mark Naylor with NCSG Inc. will be the one presenting it on behalf of Compel Church, who is the property owner. So those are the two things coming from the Planning Commission that will be during the Board of Alder meeting. Uh, next, a couple things. Uh, the company who won the bid to spray the fields, both baseball and soccer fields this year, will be Premier Lawn and Turf, LLC. Uh, they got the bid uh, for all athletic fields for $19,110. You're heavily involved in the soccer. Does that sound what, – what was it? When Do you recall what it was? It was a little – I think it was around 16, 17. So okay. maybe a little higher. But, it's I mean, now this does include the baseball fields. Yeah, wow. So okay. I think overall it may be actually lower. It's basically Because yeah. it says athletic fields, not just the soccer fields. And, of course, the new parks – director jared barkley will be signing for the city on that now we're looking to have jared i think we're actually going to sit down with jared toward the end of this week uh try to have him on the show for next week sometime next week uh looking for him for an interview so looking forward to meeting with him and also for him signing this to allow these fields to be sprayed uh the next thing we're looking at um the approval to award the hernando west sewer project bid to argo construction company as the lowest and best bid $486,644. Way more expensive than they wanted to spend, but way less than they first, the bids yeah, came the in. the first one's like seven, eight hundred thousand. Exactly. Um, but this is a big deal. This oh, it's a huge a really deal. deal. So yeah. if this is awarded, and this is allowed to start, everybody's agreed upon this, finally, Hernando West can get started. So this will take the sewer up the hill to the road. Then that's when the um, the developer will then tap in there and start the section they've been wanting to start now for at least two years just across the street right there on, on Robertson Road. So, Which is supposed to be like a 55-plus community for a while. That's correct. Right? That's the goal. And I, and I guess we'll be seeing that. Hopefully, if this is awarded, they'll get that done. And then in the next few months, we'll see what they're actually going to bring. Right. If that's still the same plan here uh, sometime by the summertime. Uh, the other thing is, is the approval to advertise – and go to bid for the animal shelter building project. Yes, sir. So now they remember they've gone back and forth. We've had times before. It was well over a million dollars. It needed to be less than nine hundred. It needed to be down to 700, 800 range. 
Sounds like they finally got it there. It sounds like they're going to put it out to bid. Now, the bid itself will tell us whether or not they agree. This is not an agreement to build. This is an agreement to bid. So they're going to get those in, and they're hoping, everybody's hoping, I think everybody in the city is hoping, whether you're for it or not, uh, to actually have a a cost that we can finally move on and go forward. We know that the money is in place up to a certain dollar amount. A couple other things they want. There's an approval uh, to apply for grant funding for the Recreational Trails Program for Phase 2 of the Skate Park located at Renaissance Park. So they're looking to increase the size of the skate park. I think it's very well received. I know that uh, people from all around the area, I mean, Memphis, uh, West Tennessee, uh, all the way down to the Batesville area, come up to ride in that skate park. It's the only one around here anywhere in North Mississippi. And so um, very exciting if we, can get the, if we can get the grant for phase two of that. And then finally, number 18, discuss parks, master plan, and funding opportunities. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, so that's going to be uh, something huge. Maybe see what uh, Jared is proposing. Are we talking about maybe a uh, penny for the park situation or start leading up to that? Are we start by getting the plans together? So again, pay attention if you want to. Tomorrow night, during the, this is number 18 on the agenda. There's only 22 things. And of course, the 22nd thing is, is the adjournment. So uh, this will be toward the end of the meeting, but kind of pay attention to that. And then of course, any follow-up questions we'll be able to have. We'll ask Jared when we interview him, uh, hopefully by, next, by this Friday, to have on the show next week yeah we have plans to sit down with him ask him you know for his vision of fernando parks why he came here ask him some questions about his background and kind of what that looks like for the future so um you know exciting time here in fernando to have a new parks director um and i can't wait to sit down with him and and visit with him and learn more about it Derek. something else before we turn our attention not a lot of state stuff going on really no state going on since our last show last friday Uh, obviously they were closed on probably friday saturday sunday monday and they're going to pick back up the legislature uh, coming up tomorrow on tuesday um, but thank you to the aldermen. A number of them, uh, not all of them can make it down, but most of them were definitely down there in Jackson, um, really just going door to door, discussing projects, discussing DeSoto County and the needs here in Hernando uh, for sure. Uh, I know, Derek, for a fact, one thing that they were really, really pushing on is that 55 and Commerce uh, intersection. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's about a decade out, but they're trying to get, do everything they can to move that up tremendously. I think it's holding up some commercial uh, needs, some mm-hmm. commercial spaces right there close to that intersection. So, uh, M. Not, you know, that's all you can do is really go and say, hey, how can we move up faster uh, up the list of, of projects and stuff? Because that is a really, really big project for Commerce and 55 to be um, the future of it could be absolutely tremendous. So, so thank you to the Board of Aldermen for getting down there, traveling and just rubbing the flesh and just uh, visiting with the people that make those decisions and prioritize that money uh, coming to DeSoto County, especially coming right here under the water tower. We really, really appreciate it. That wraps up the Alderman preview. Look forward to that. Go to the YouTube channel. Pay attention to it. Watch that tomorrow night. Watch that meeting, and we'll certainly break that down for our Friday show, give you updates about it. Uh, Compel Church, their final plat. That's going to be a beautiful project right there. And then, yeah, the Century Car Wash. Uh, i got to tell you, Derek, Century Car Wash has built maybe three uh, in the last in the Mid-South in the last three years, and they are very, very nice car washes. They're really, really – they go where the cars are, they go where the people are, and they go where they feel like they can be successful, and that's definitely Hernando. Because I can tell you this, no offense, to Car Wash USA. I wash more vehicles than most people having a car rental company, uh, vans, trucks, pickup trucks, whatever. Uh, it's really frustrating when you pick up, when, when you pull up and a particular car wash has been out for several days. Yeah. You know, so definitely I'm, I'm excited about that, having a little bit of competition there uh, within a few hundred yards of each other. As we mentioned, thank you to the Board of Aldermen for traveling down to Jackson and spending the time trying to bring funds, bring projects here to Hernando. And part of that is going to be Alderman Bruce Robinson, who is one of our newest sponsors. 
He works with Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance, based in South Haven, can cover anyone in DeSoto County in the Mid-South with any of their insurance needs. President Jerry Holland and Vice President Bruce Robinson would love to work with you when it comes to Blue Cross Blue Shield, Delta Dental, United Healthcare, Liberty Mutual, Progressive, all those different things. They are an independent agent, which means they can have access to dozens, if not hundreds, of insurance companies to help walk you into the right carrier for you. Health dental, auto, home, you name it, Bruce and his team at Holland Insurance can help you. Give them a call at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Bruce and his team are excited to be working with the UTW Podcast, hoping to grow in the Hernando area. If you need any help insurance-related, give Bruce and his team a call. Again, 662-895-5528. North Point Christian School recently had more than 25 families interested in joining their North Point family during their open house in January. They continue to get applications for new students and take calls of interested families. They anticipate some grades will reach capacity before ever making it to the summer. If your family is interested in seeing what a Christ-centered college preparatory school looks like, they should call for a tour today. Please call Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. As I mentioned moments ago, owning a car rental place here in Hernando, I'm speaking, of course, of one of our newest advertisers, Mobile Car and Van Rental. Mobile Car and Van Rental located right there at the corner of Commerce and McCracken. Cars, pickup trucks, passenger vans, cargo vans, anything you need, please, please, please don't go into Memphis. Don't go to the airport and sit there for an hour for a car. Give Mobile Car and Van Rental a call locally, 469-4555. That's 469-4555. We work with all major insurances. We can pick you up at a body shop here in Hernando. If you need a ride in Hernando, we can assist you there. We are ready to serve Mobile Car and Van Rental located right here at the corner of Commerce and McCracken, 662-469-4555. Derek, middle of our Tuesday show, takes us to the DeSoto County Fact of the Week, a wonderful Fact of the Week coming up, given to us by Rob Long at the DeSoto County Museum, located right across the street from Bancorp South on Commerce Street. They're open from 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. That's 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. They'd love to take you, your family, uh, your group, your school group, children, doesn't matter. They'd love to show you all around the DeSoto County Museum, wonderful exhibits, wonderful artifacts from DeSoto County. Please get over there sometime, visit with Rob Long, and learn more about DeSoto County the county that so many of us have moved to in the last 15, 20 years. It's always good to know where we are living now and know that history. Well, Derek, DeSoto County Fact of the Week this week is what? To follow up on the uh, saloon story that we did a few weeks ago, town officials in Hernando decided uh, prohibition was pointless. Hernandoans enjoyed a pint then as now, and so a black market tax was invoked. This is from the Mississippi legislature. The Mississippi legislature decided that it was impossible to stop the sale of liquor within its borders and needing revenues, it adopted a black market tax on alcohol sales. In effect, this law did not legalize the sale of liquor, but said in essence, if you pay a tax on the liquor you sell, the law might not even notice that you were breaking the law. I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> I, I literally don't even know what you're talking so that, about. So in other words, if you came forward and said, hey man, yeah, I sold this. I'll pay the tax on this as long as you look the other way that I got moonshine or if I'm wow. selling stuff. Okay, yeah. that's so, interesting. Uh, so they, they taxed what you illegally sold and then therefore looked the other way so you could t- continue to sell it during Prohibition. Yeah, so people all over the state begin to pay this tax. The official records in Jackson, however, never reported a dime collected in tax in DeSoto County. So DeSoto County either did go completely dry or, Matt, I'm going to say that they, uh, they probably uh, did not report that they were selling anything on the side. 
Um, so Hernando remained dry. This was until prohibition was repealed in 1966. Now, you may 66? say... 66? 66. Wow. Now, now, I must say, you know, in the nation, prohibition was repealed back in 1931. You would be correct. Mississippi so the took, County was dry until 66. Yeah, so Mississippi actually took about 35 years more wow. to uh, repeal, to officially repeal prohibition. Now, again, they were still selling it during the 20s and 30s anyway. Uh, they officially repealed uh, the prohibition in 1966. But, Matt, as you and I know, some counties still remain dry until the last... There may be even a couple dry counties now. Right, there are. Uh, there were still definitely dry counties when we were in college. And then not only were there dry counties, there were also hot counties. Hot and dry counties. So, again, this is still going on today. Unfortunately, Mississippi. What's a hot county? Help me. A hot county was uh, Oxford when we went to uh, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, you could buy beer, but it has to be hot. Got That's it. correct. Okay. That's right. Yeah, you Got cannot it. buy cold beer uh, in Lafayette County until sometime in the mid-2000s. Hmm. Uh, so, anyway, that was uh, that was the uh, story. But, yeah, so they had a tax own illegal goods so basically i guess to put it in today that would be like saying hey you can grow your weed and sell your marijuana if you pay the tax the seven percent tax on it and then we'll just look the other way while we collect it so derek um i'll just simply say this and and this is the stuff that that kind of irritates me my thoughts on why we can't come up together or come together on the medical marijuana stuff it has nothing to do with morals. It has nothing to do with whatever. To me, it's figuring out how the state of Mississippi can get its money, get its taxes. To me, that's the hold up. That's what everybody wants to get figured out. Again, which is um, sad, but that's just that, it's very sad. The grandstanding because, is is pretty gross. I mean, again, if somebody's dying and needs it to just help them in any way with pain tolerance, let them do it. I mean, like, let them do it. So yes, figure out a way to get your 7%. That's what it's about. Right. Find it out. Let's get it. Let's put it into place because I mean, I'm never, you know, we're not going to be on here a lot advocating for or against anything. But the fact is, I mean, if, if somebody needs that medicine that bad, and that is the only thing that can help them tolerate their pain in hospice or whatever, what does it matter? Well, but again, I mean, look, don't let them fool you. It's about putting the taxes together, yeah. how, figuring out what, how the taxes go. It, Follow the money. Always follow the money. I'm sorry to kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Rob Long, for hijacking your DeSoto County uh, <laughs> Museum Fact of the Week. But uh, just follow the money, man. That's always going to be what leads leads to what's going to happen, what's going on, and what the holdup is when it comes to these type things. You just said it right there, Derek, a black market tax. So, hey, it's illegal, but if you sell it illegally – as long as we get our portion or our amount, we're going to turn the other way. How does that make any sense? Yeah. Makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. But, hey, we are dealing with government here. Thank you, Rob, for a wonderful DeSoto County Fact of the Week. I, I mean, you know, Derek, what changed everything? Had they had them back in 1966, they would have ended Prohibition way earlier. Uh, White Claws. Oh, White Claws. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, they would, if, they, if, if the women in the 40s uh, and 50s, yeah. if the women in the 40s and 50s it would have had some White Claws uh, that they can uh, sit there with their girlfriends and uh, – uh, you know, well, I, I don't even know if they were allowed to hang out with their girlfriends. Not nearly as much as they do now. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, was that was that Bartles and James? Remember the Bartles yes. and James commercial? Yeah, that was awesome. Th- th- those were like the original. I mean, that's. I mean, you had Boone's Farm, of course, yeah. but the actual like portable little. Yes, had to be the, the Bartles and James. Bartles and James. Man, those, those guys were awesome. Fantastic. Hey, let's find a fact of the week about those guys. <laughs> if we if we turn around and one of them grew up in Nesbitt and we didn't know about it, I'm gonna be furious. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Thank you, Rob, for a wonderful DeSoto County fact of the week. Again, I love learning about what happened in Hernando in the last hundred years. Always opens uh, my eyes to just a wonderful town we have right here under the water tower and we thank you so much rob for continuing to work with the utw podcast speaking of years under the water tower DeSoto family dental care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience dr seymour dr paroli and dr trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile the practice is open monday through friday providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry 
including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology, such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. I want to say a continued thank you to our longtime sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, winter cleanups, or soon-to-be spring cleanups, any project on the outside of your home, no matter how small, no matter how large, give Richard a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. If Richard can't do it himself, he can help you find someone who can. Find more information on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services, or the best thing to do is to give Richard a call, let him come out and look at the project, 662-292-8855. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Well, Derek, as we wrap up our Tuesday show, we always finished with talk of young people, the wonderful things that young people in Hernando and DeSoto County are doing. There was a signing. A gentleman has signed to further his athletic career and uh, get some things paid for. Derek, tell us about it. All right. So the one signing we have this week is Lane Kirk. Lane Kirk has signed to continue his athletic and academic career at Millsaps with the Majors Men's Soccer Club. All right, sticking with soccer, but we have Lewisburg. Lewisburg is the only one that had a boys and a girls match since our last uh, podcast. The Lady Patriots took on DeSoto Central in a critical district match. The Lady Jags jumped out to a quick lead with a goal in the second minute. The Lady Jags found the net again just four minutes later to take a 2-0 lead early in the game. The Lady Patriots answered back in the 12th minute with a goal by Brawley Ross. And then the Lady Patriots take the lead for the first time two minutes later on a beautiful volley into the net by Bella Moore, off a corner kick by Brenna Becker. That 3-2 lead would be the score going into halftime. Just out of halftime, Brenna Becker puts it into the back of the net off a free kick, and then in the 60th minute, Allie Kimbrell nets a goal to take a commanding 5-2 lead. The final goal came in the 71st when Kennedy Turner knocked in a header off a corner kick by Bellamore to post the 6-2 win. It's a great win by the Lady Patriots, who go to 4-0 in the district. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, to fall down 2 nothing that early and fight your way back to just, I mean, you know, 6-2 is an absolute murder in soccer. But uh, that was really, really good for them to keep their head up oh, and yeah. fight back. That's a really big deal. Good for them. Yep. Now, turn to the boys' game. The boys' game against DeSoto Central did not see nearly as much offensive firepower. In fact, there was no goals in regulation. Wow. The defense held tight in extra time, ending in a nil-nil stalemate. The match would go to penalty kicks with both goalies continuing to show out. 
the Patriots are able to net two goals in the penalty kicks to DC's one and take the match on kicks two to one. Ben Ellis and Miller Lashley netted the two goals in PKs, and goalkeeper Lucas Gatchk made 27 saves and had three PK saves for the win. The Patriots get the hard-fought district win. Now, Hernando uh, was set to play a match against South Panola. It was postponed. Uh, that was supposed to take place on Saturday. It was postponed due to the massive amount, of course, rain that came in, turning over to snow Saturday night. And I have not heard word unless you have, Matt, on when that will be made up. I think it's going to be made up next Saturday. We'll update that. But, Derek, uh, like you said, no games since our last show. So, look, we're recording on Monday. Our show's come out on Tuesday. Tonight, Tuesday, January 18th, girls will play at home Nice weather at home at five. The boys will play right after that. They both play Horn Lake. This is a really, really big matchup for both teams. We're fighting for playoff spaces, fighting for playoff seating. Uh, the boys, for sure. The boys should have a tougher game than the girls. But the boys, um, man, it's it's well, right, it's right there. The playoffs are right there. So if you're looking for something to do and the weather's decent, please, please, please consider coming out. Five o'clock for the girls, seven o'clock for the boys. Come out and watch some really, really good soccer as they take on Horn Lake. Hernando, boys really need to win. Yeah, please. That's next. As you said to us tomorrow night, Tuesday night. So just gonna be a. You have nothing to do, so you're coming out tomorrow night. Actually, night. actually, I do. Uh, oh. but we'll be hearing about that in just a second about oh the North gosh. Point girls basketball team. Anyway, yeah. Hey, but Derek, <laughs> I will say this, and this is me patting myself on the back. Of course, uh, we do. Me and Brian Couch do the announcing, yeah. do these yeah. stuff. And we have a really good time. The music is good. Uh, it is unlike any other high school soccer match. I can guarantee you. That you go to. Well, is that South Panola match going to be on Saturday? Is it here? I think it's going to be Saturday here, yes. Yeah. So okay, I, two- I can make that one. Okay, make Tuesday that. at home, South Panola at home on, on Saturday, but then an away game on Thursday night. But please consider coming out, watch some soccer. I think the weather's supposed to be not, you know, no rain. I think weather, weather comes in on Wednesday, um, but no rain. It's supposed to be really nice. Come out and consider uh, supporting these young people as we fight for a playoff spot. Please do. All right, turning to basketball. Uh, North, starting with North Point and then working our way south. Uh, the girls, both North Point teams had a tough different matchup against the Lausanne Lynx on Friday night. The Lady Trojans jumped out to a 14-9 lead after the first quarter and increased that lead, tightening down on defense to 29-12 at halftime. The defense continued to the end of the third quarter as they headed for the final frame with a 43-18 to lead. I thought you said it was a tough match. Well, you know, I was lied to going into <laughs> oh the thing. I literally was told that they were – that the, the, and I will say this, you know, North Point beat Harding last week by 9 or 10. Lausanne had also beat Harding by 10. So we said, okay, put, no, it was no. – uh, no. Uh, the coach well, ended look, the, I, I, I hope Harding goes 0 for everything because they call their team the Lady Lions. Well, that <laughs> – so I hope they never that was win another well game. Uh, no offense show. to the girls. I hope they uh, lose every game. <laughs> the, the coach then emptied the bench in the final quarter, allowing the score to be closer than it was with a final of 50, 45 to 31. Bethany Wright had 14 points, and Briley Faith Cherry also had 14 points. On the boys' side, the boys took the same strategies as the girls, jumping out to a 20 to 10 lead after the first quarter. The boys extended that lead to, at the half to 39 to 21. In the third quarter, the boys put the game away, going into the final frame 51 to 28, allowing them to also empty the bench. The final score 64 to 52. Kristen Gilliland had 30 points, and his brother Chris had 15. Both teams travel tomorrow night, Tuesday night, to FACS to take on the Crusaders. Now, this is a, of course, the North Point girls team is ranked third in the state. Uh, they should win their game. However, the FACS boys are ranked second in the state, so going to be a pretty tough uh, pretty tough road to hoe there for the uh, North Point boys. Going to be tough, yeah. Uh, Wilson, my son, went with your son on Friday night. He did mention – he was a little surprised that Lausanne was not better. Well, I, I, I talked side. to Bob about that. He said they had one kid that might have been out, uh, and then their, their, best, their best guy, best three-point shooter – 
let's just say the uh, the students got on him a little oh, bit, yeah, a, a little bit, and so he oh, he kind of kind of got his head out of the game. So um, yeah, we did not have. I think he was one from ten for the field, so oh, did not that's have a not good. good. Hey, yeah, did not have well, good the crowd game. crowd got to him, and he he stunk it yeah. up. So yeah. so uh, yeah, we used to do that in high school for sure. We really <laughs> we had one. I, I had one girl. She was a twin from Albany High School. Man, she walked right over to me and she she called us. Every, she called me everything <laughs> she could call me. But hey, we won by twenty points, and you know she and her sister sucked. So. <laughs> It worked. There you go. There you go. Uh, now, going heading south, turning uh, east a little bit, going to Lewisburg, the Patriots, both Patriots teams, hosted the Center Hill Mustangs Friday night. Center Hill started out hot, taking a 15-12 lead after the first quarter. The Lady Patriots pulled to within one, 24-23 at halftime. The Lady Patriots continued to claw and scratch and were able to pull ahead to a 40-36 lead after the third quarter and led 54-50 with 30 seconds left. Both defenses held strong, and that score held up as the final was 54-50. to Allison Irby led all scores with 24, including the final seven to close out the game. Allie Carroll added 18 also in the win. On the boys' side, the boys' game started out as a mirror of the girls' game, with the Mustangs jumping out to a 17-13 lead after the first. However, the Mustangs increased their lead on the boys' side in the second, going into halftime up 34-23. to Both teams got hot in the third quarter, as Center Hill took a 56-46 lead uh, into the fourth quarter, but Center Hill was not going to give up that lead and took the victory 72-57. Noah Jurgensen scored a game-high 20 for the Patriots. Josiah Nelson chipped in with 11, while Amarian Davis and Hayden Drumright added 10 each. Both Patriot teams are back at it Tuesday night when they host South Panola. Coming to Hernando on the girls' side, uh, the Lady Tigers hosted South Haven for their district match on Friday. The girls got out to a great start, taking a 21-4 lead after the first. However, South Haven found something on defense, holding Hernando to just three points in the second quarter to go into halftime with the Tigers up 24-15. Hernando used halftime to make adjustments to the defense and turned up the offense themselves, ending the third quarter 41-20. Coach Jones got other players into the game as the Lady Tigers cruised to a 47-30 victory. Demaya Cummings had 18 points, three steals, and two rebounds. Abby Harrison had a double-double with 13 points, 10 rebounds, and seven blocks. And we'll also we want to give the UTW a special recognition to Demaya, who matched Abby and crossed 1,000 points for her career. We want to say congratulations on a great athletic achievement uh, for Demaya, who now – so Demaya and Abby both have crossed 1,000 points in their high school career. That's great. On the boys' side, the boys did not fare so well against a good Chargers team. There were no stats or highlights, only a uh, final posted score. This seems to be a kind of a theme with kind them, Matt. Theme only the a, least covered team that we could do is <laughs> Only a final posted score of uh, 79 to 37. 79 uh, you to said 79 to 37. So we have no stats, and we can only we can only make up our own stats and what that looked like a 79 37. Yeah, I mean, last time they lost by 50. This time it wasn't quite that bad, but um, 79 to 37. Uh, both teams will travel Tuesday night to Lake Cormorant for a non conference game. Well, Derek, it seems like it may be a little bit of an offensive issue for the Hernando Tigers. I'm going to say yes. Wow. I'm going to say well, yes. Defense does not seem to clamp down very well, and then we didn't, they don't do very well on the offensive side either. I'm going to say there's a lot, a lot of turnovers, a lot of uh, just rebounds and throwouts by the other team, and they're just getting a lot of easy points. So are we predicting a probably not making the playoffs? 
I'm gonna say no. No. I'm gonna say no for the, for the <laughs> boys. No. For the boys. For the boys. For the, the girls, boys. I think are teetering yeah. on the edge, but the boys, I'm gonna say no. If you have information about that, please, Derek says all the time at UTW Pod, just on Twitter at UTW Pod. Give him stats and and let him know what's going on with the Hernando Tiger boys, uh, if you don't mind. Well, look, if you enjoy what you hear each and every week, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and as I mentioned, on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you can hear our show, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts wherever you listen to our show give us a five-star review help us continue to move up when it comes to local podcast if you enjoy our show want to encourage you to find ob pod ob pod covers the eastern side of desoto county the schools they cover lewisburg center hill and olive branch those gentlemen release a show early monday mornings and so please if you enjoy our show find ob pod well derek i hope you have a wonderful time uh, at the mlk game at the fedex forum and uh Bulls, Grizzlies should be a really uh, a good matchup and everything like that. So just definitely uh, be safe uh, in Memphis, and we'll see you back later on this week. If there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped